Well, we started with the training. All of the training that you did was amazing and so helpful because we we learned so much. And, you know, Monica, the um, social media calendars that you created as templates were extremely helpful for us. We were able to take that structure, but then tweak it for our target audience. Once you do it your first year, then you just have to tweak. And that was like the best thing I heard ever. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello again, and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and I'm going to be your hostess today, and I am the lucky lady who gets to interview my guests because we are going to celebrate today. We're going to celebrate an awesome campaign for two individuals and an organization that were new to our Como Gives campaign last year, and those two people are Laura and Michelle with the Mode Foundation, and you guys... First, I have to give you a compliment. We're some really attentive and awesome students in our year-end giving training. I mean, you guys showed up for like everything. You asked amazing questions and really made me feel like I was making a difference by doing the training. So thank you so much for being amazing students. Um, so before I gush any more, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell our listeners a little bit about your organization? Well, my name is Michelle Roboto. And um, I am a mom of three, two of them um, on the autism spectrum, which is kind of how we got, I got involved with Mode Foundation. Um, Mode Foundation is um, a grassroots organization where we support families through the special education process. We try to promote inclusivity throughout the um, community and across the state. Um, we, so that, so we all kind of, came together. It was started as six moms just sitting around a table and we decided to come together and try to help other moms. And Laura? I'm, I'm Laura Wakefield and I'm a volunteer and consultant for Mode Foundation. And my background is that I'm a private practice advocate and I work with families who have children with disabilities who are navigating that confusing process of special education transition, all the things that kind of go around that um, across the state. And I uh, was lucky enough to meet up with um, all those those moms. And uh, we got started together and created this great organization. And, you know, we're all volunteer. Um, there's, there's not anyone um, making like a $100,000 CEO budget here. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, you know, busy parents who are stretched thin and struggling and stressed out and they needed a lot of support. And so this organization formed and um, Michelle, about how old are we now? Trying to remember. Um, 
We started in 2018. So what are we coming up on for? Yeah, still young. And so trying to still get our, our feet on the ground and realizing that, um, you know, it, it takes some money to, to keep the lights on, uh, keep the um, website up and running, and then to start doing the goals that we wanted to accomplish. Uh, one of those being um, creating a legal fund for special education uh, for parents across the state who are needing um, assistance to, um, you know, for attorney fees that they might need in case they have to file due process on a school district or they just need advocacy um, to understand the whole individualized education program process. So that was one of our big um, hopes and dreams um, along with the restroom app, which um, one of our members uh, helped create a uh, app that allows people to find all the inclusive bathrooms across the state. And so that takes money to keep that up and running. And it's a wonderful thing. We want to want, want to keep going. Um, special education PTAs, we want to be able to fund those and help help people get those started. So lots of dreams, but those dreams need funding. I love the idea of the bathroom app. Having, okay, so I have two daughters. I have one that is seven and one that's 11. I cannot tell you how many times taking these little kids into the bathroom, I thought to myself, I really wish that I could like have a way that people could understand how their bathroom makes me feel right now. It would either make me feel like, wow, look at that. There's a stool so my child can wash her hands and there's a way so she can dry them. This is so awesome. It is the little things, you know, or like when you go into a restroom and I'm not saying every place needs to have a child sized toilet, but just a toilet that a child can actually get on was like, so amazing. And then there were other places where it was just like totally gross. And you're like holding your kid basically upside down to wash their hands and you're dripping water everywhere. And you're like, this yeah. is not a great experience. Or you're like changing a child's diaper on your lap. And you're right. like, wow, this is terrible. Anyway, so I love that you guys are doing that. Um, Cause for a long time I've, I've like thought, man, I could have like a rating scale. I even bought a domain name. It was called bathroom Barbie. <laughs> and I was going to like spray paint Barbie's gold and give awards to people who had amazing yeah. restrooms. That's a great idea. <laughs> so if you need a volunteer to spray paint Barbies to give awards right. to accessible restrooms, we could even somehow get Barbie into a situation where maybe she's like, yeah, like an accessible Barbie. Um, we'll, we'll put that on our list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reach out to me. I will spray paint some Barbies for you. There's a lot of Barbies in my house. Anyway, they probably won't even notice they're gone. <laughs> so you guys were new to Como Gives this year. And to those listeners who don't know what Como Gives is, it is our community's year-end month-long giving campaign. It's all run online. It's powered by the Community Foundation of Central Missouri. And my company, May Create, is the training and marketing arm of the campaign. And we also do the website for the campaign that accepts all the donations. So we're doing that tech support stuff. So... I'm always excited when we have new people come into the campaign and um, because it makes us so much stronger. So tell me a little bit about how Como Gives plays a role in your fundraising now. You could even tell us like what made you decide to do it? Like, cause it is 
kind of, you are a small fish in a big pond last year, right? And I think that might scare some people away too. So tell me about that. Well, we were basically like what Laura said, we're all volunteers. And so we basically had a shoestring budget. We would do everything as inexpensively as we could, but yet we did not turn families away. If somebody needed someone in their IEP meeting, we were there if we needed to, to look through things. Um, so it was it was um, challenging. And so we heard about Como Gives and we missed the cutoff the year before. And then this year, or the pre in 2021, um, one of our volunteers called and and talked to John Baker and was saying, is it, is it too late? Are we too late? And we happened to get there just maybe like a week or two before the cutoff. So we were pretty excited about that. <laughs> but up, so last year, Como Gives was our biggest portion of our fundraising because it was like the first really big event we had done. Um, prior to that, they'd all been pretty small, um, little small events here and there um, and hadn't really raised a lot of money. So this was our first big substantial um, push and it was a lot of fun. You guys did a great job. Like you should pat yourselves on the back because you finished 25th out of 148 organizations. And it's like, especially knowing that you are a small group and you're an all volunteer group, knowing like you guys raised over $20,000 last year in one month. And that is like for your first time ever, that's awesome. Like I have goosebumps a little bit just talking about it because <laughs> I know that some of the people that did like, and I know it's not a competition, but some of the people that earned more than you um, in, in that campaign, like they have lots of employees and they've been doing this. They've got a system, you know, they're plugging away. Mm -hmm. So tell me about how you made your system last year. Like, how did you decide what you were going to do? Well, we started with the training, all of the training that you did was amazing and so helpful because we we learned so much about marketing and the wording to use. So that was huge. So taking the beginning things that you put together, then we had a small group of people with um, Laura and a few others, and we just sat down and divided up. Um, so I did the email stuff. So that's, and then Laura, took over basically almost everything else. <laughs> well, the social media stuff, I was lucky to be able to um, work on. And, you know, Monica, the um, social media calendars that you created as templates were extremely helpful for us. We were able to take that structure, but then tweak it for our target audience and for our uh you know, people that we know will donate and then also just to spread awareness for building the future. I also think one of the biggest factors that we learned was the whole appreciation and gratitude piece, which we realized um, just in general um, that we needed to work on that. We're always appreciative and have a lot of gratitude, but we realized we needed to really kick that up to another level um, when you're going into a giving campaign. So that was very helpful what you laid out for us. And we were fortunate in that um, this is one piece of advice I would give to folks who might be starting new or who are hitting a slump or something. Uh, we 
found a, um, a volunteer who had background in um, like creating a, a creative person had background in digital media. And um, it was a, a high school graduate who had had a lot of digital media courses at our career center here in Columbia. And he was wonderful with getting all of that stuff set up and, you know, have expert in Canva and, and laying everything out on uh, Instagram and Facebook to do those like engagement posts and getting people excited, building up, you know, through October and November to that. So I would say if, if you have the ability to find a volunteer that can help you with that, um, or, you know, we also created a stipend, maybe if you do have a small budget and you want to put it towards this and um, create a stipend set up for that person and figure out how many hours a week. I think um, it was around uh, between 10 to 12 hours a week working on social media for about six to eight weeks concentrated. So if that gives people an idea um, of how much time as a new organization doing this for the first time that, that we needed. And we know this, this year it will be less time because we've already got all those templates created. We already kind of know what our calendar is going to look like. We know what worked, what didn't work. So I think it will be, won't be as much time this year, but I think in your first year, you need to set aside that time. I do feel like too, um, finding a young person who's excited to be a part of it and has that creative energy can be super positive in so many ways yeah. because they bring ideas in and you may not have thought of them because you're really close to the subject matter. Also, I feel like their energy is a, a wonderful addition to the team. And then you're actually giving them a huge benefit in learning how to work with a you know, a boss and yeah. a creative boss, mm -hmm. because that's not easy to do. You have to like develop your like creative, like bandaid around your soul that like, like <laughs> allows you to intake these revisions and like be okay. Right. Um, so you're like teaching them how to work with, with a boss kind of like over their oh, creative. Yeah. And then two, you're helping them build their portfolio, which is something that they need to get a job with a company like yeah. mine. And so it's you're doing win -win. really mm -hmm. great things when you allow young people to come in and help you out. And even like high school students are great oh. at this kind of stuff. Like they, they do a great job. So it sounds like you guys started early and I know that you guys actually did put a lot of like planning time in uh, because like there's a lot of organizations that they don't email me with questions even if they're brand new until like the 11th hour it'll be <laughs> like December 3rd and they're like which means that we're at least four days into the campaign probably <laughs> and they're like hey Monica I was just wondering how do I log into the participant portal and I'm like oh man <laughs> let's do this um but but you guys were not that way like you started early um any, like, was that, did you start early enough? Do you feel like you're going to start earlier this year or are like, tell me a little bit about what that planning process is going to look for you guys now going into your second year of doing it. What I anticipate is starting around the same time that we did last year and just reviewing kind of what the, um, what we put on the portal and then what, which things work, didn't work. So we'll be, that'll be kind of more of what we do at the beginning as opposed to just like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> um, and then 
from there, I was, it was so exciting when you said in one of the trainings that once you do it your first year, then you just have to tweak. And that was like the best thing I heard ever. <laughs> so, so I think we'll do more of kind of the planning up front, but I do think that's important because otherwise you're scrambling and you don't really have a plan. Um, Laura may talk about this, but they put together this plan of all these just fun date things that were just random things in December that we tied into Como Gives. And so it was fun too, but we had time to be able to do that. Any thoughts on that, Laura? Yeah, I agree that most likely we will be um, sitting down to review and, you know, what worked, what didn't work. And, you know, something that you gave us, Monica, that I think is a very valuable part of of the Como Gives feedback that you do is after the campaign is over, then you let us know, did our emails um, generate donations? Did we get more um, traffic through our social media, that kind of thing? So that's so important for us to know when we develop our plan for this upcoming year. For example, we learned that um, we got bigger donations, bigger amounts of donations from our email campaign but we got more frequent, smaller donations from our social media campaign. And I think that's very valuable for us to know moving forward and then just being able to sit down and compare that and know what we want to tweak um, and then looking at our donor list and things like that um, are, are so valuable. Also, I think um, what a fun thing that we did I wanted to talk about that I, I would like to um, for us to keep working on and making it better was um, when you did the power hour, because again, based on your extensive research, you found that there was always this slump day um, where no organization was really getting donations. And so you thought, well, let's create this power hour, make it one of our contests and try to beef up, you know, donations coming in that day. So, um, you know, our, our social media person uh, came up with this idea of that we'd have a little mini telethon <laughs> that day. Um, and it ran for that two hour um, time slot of the power hour. And I think we had a blast, or at least I did. I had so much fun. We had our um, some of our self-advocates, some of the kids um, that are part of our organization come on and do um, games, uh, jokes, little stories. Uh, we had our um, the board on and they were doing some fun things. Um, you know, playing, um, you know, these games where that could have engagement with our audience as we did it through a Facebook live method. Mm -hmm. And um, we got some donations that again, we didn't really think that would happen. Um, but it was a way that we reached out to audiences that I don't think we would have ever done without Como Gives. It, it pushed us to <laughs> out of our comfort zone to people that we normally wouldn't ask for donations or normally wouldn't engage with. That is so fun. I love it when organizations stretch themselves and like come up with like almost this campaign concept within a campaign. Mm -hmm. That type of creativity is what makes you really successful within this big group. Um, and it was it was John who uh, John Baker, who's the executive director of the Community Foundation, who was like, "We're doing this Power Hour," and I'm like, "This is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> he is he. Uh, one of the things I love about working with him is that when we come up with an idea, he's like, 
All right, let's do it. Let's try it. I'm always expecting him to be like, you've got to be crazy, Monica. We're not doing this. And every time, almost every time he's like, all right, I got a couple of questions that I'm thinking this sounds good. So whenever he comes up with an idea, I'm like, this is going to be so amazing. So it was really great. And we did bring in um, a good amount of money. That was like one of the spikes in the campaign. So it was good to see that um, people were giving. But I, I love that you guys ran the telethon because that was really smart. Uh, two of the organizations that always hang out at the very top um like of, of earners that have gotten a uh, challenge grant every year, they do membership drives during the Como Gives campaign. And they thought of that themselves. We did not tell them to do that. They thought of it themselves and it's clearly working, right? So <laughs> that type of creativity is always rewarded um, through challenge grants for sure. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun. And so, and then we learned, cause we didn't promote it. Cause it was one of those things that kind of popped up partway through um, so this year, now that we'll, we'll be able to plan it a little more, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of the things that we were like, let's just try it for fun. And if it's, if it flops, it flops. And, you know, we, at least we had fun with the kids. Um, you know, we had them singing an original, uh, Christmas carol they had created and all sorts of, um, funny things that we just enjoyed their time with that being with them. And then it ended up being a great, um, fundraiser. Yeah, it's like an event within an event within an event. So that makes it even better. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Did you guys do peer-to-peers last year? I mean, I know you did social media, you did email. So I guess the two questions I'd love to hear about is like, did you do like a mailer? Like, did you mail something out? And um, did you do any peer-to-peer campaigns? We did not do any physical mail. We did all online and electronic mail. Um, And we did peer-to-peer. We went around. We really had no idea what we were doing. And we just hooked a bunch of people in and said, okay, figure out what you want to (laughs) do. And um, so we had a range of things from uh, Laura did cartwheels um, after raising a certain amount. We had where you would get like, you know, ornaments or popcorn or something. And um, it was really interesting to see which things were um, kind of sparked interest, especially in people maybe that we didn't know, you know, getting those new donors in. So um, I was, I don't know, I was always thinking that it would be a, somebody would want something, but no, we actually, the best ones were somebody doing something fun. So we're going to keep that in mind for next year. Yeah. So those of you who don't know what a peer-to-peer is, in our campaign, we have like these mini fundraisers inside of Como Gibbs and individuals, volunteers can sign up to run their own fundraiser to support an organization that's participating in the Como Gibbs campaign. And so that's good to hear that they're like, we don't want a thing. We want, we just think this is fun. And yeah. Yeah. That is good to hear. And when you said cartwheels, I was like, ooh, I've got a kid who cartwheels. So oh, yeah. Much. <laughs> like, <laughs> Another thing we learned was to try to do things um, in a sort of time limited um, phase. And if you can have a matching grant with it, um, it's very beneficial because you, for example, the cartwheel thing was 
you have 24 hours. So in the next 24 hours, and we did that on the day it opened because we got to open November 30th, I believe, um, because that was the Giving Tuesday, right? Um, So that was, you have 24 hours on Giving Tuesday for me to raise $2,400. And if I hit my goal, I will do 24 cartwheels on Facebook Live and, and, you know, put it out there. So we learned that um, by kind of limiting it to that, it kind of creates that FOMO, fear of missing out. We all got, you know, rice got to go and you can kind of build up the frenzy on social media. The emails can go out and build that up. And then also them knowing that if I hit that, that I was also going to match it with $2,400 of my own. So that really helped. And also another matching grant that we did um, that was... um, from Michelle's family um, towards the end of the campaign. So we had one in the very beginning and then we had this one building up towards the end so that everybody would get in. And then we knew that we'd have those matching um, funds to go with it. And then in case somebody forgot to have their opportunity, we gave them, right. we're giving them another coupon. Another chance down on the end. <laughs> At the right. end. Uh-huh. Matching is like, it's powerful. It, it's like a deal, man. Everybody loves a deal. And it's like, you can do twice as much good by just doing this one thing. So why wouldn't you? It's, it's all right. Like, it's I wouldn't get one free, only better because there's no shoes involved. Exactly. <laughs> and no restrictions. So are there things that you're like, I'm not sure we're going to do this next year. Maybe, um, maybe it was just a lot of work and you're kind of like, I think some of the peer-to-peer um, actually like giving something is something we're going to kind of relook at and um, maybe try to come up with some other things. Not that we would take all of them out because some of them were very successful, but just kind of seeing what people were interested in was was um, something we're going to take a look at. Um, I know me personally, I'll probably do more of a personal thing this year than I think I made bells or something and it wasn't that popular. So (laughs) I thought it was a cute, great idea. They made um, retired jingle bells from, you know, the rain, Santa's reindeer. And a lot of kids love that, love getting those little things. I think if they made a donation and they were super cute, creative, very simple to make, but creative ideas. And I thought we had a lot of great, I think when the, when it was the kids that were making something, we noticed that those those were um, people donated to those because you know that is our our self advocates. Those are the people we want to empower, and so they were very motivated. You know, you, if a cute kid is making something, people donated a lot to their campaigns. They were very motivated on that. If they were making an ornament or something like that. Um, I say maybe versus something that we were doing as the adults. And we definitely saw that um, people really want to support the kids. Do you think that you'll have the kids maybe more involved in other elements of your campaign? You could have them like write a thank you note or like make the thank you card you send or even um, do a involve them in some way in the emails that send out? Like, do you think people might respond well to that? Like you could learn from, ooh, people like it when kids make things. We shall make kids make more things, but maybe not things. Like- I think Michelle, <laughs> you, Michelle, you did that when you sent out the thank you uh, 
emails. I think there were thank you videos, right, of the kids. So we would do um, thank you videos. We would personalize them. We set a kind of a limit internally, like anyone who did over a certain amount, then our kids would send a cute little thank you and say their name and um, which was which was a lot of fun to do, but then um, I think it was fun to receive too. And then, um, but you were right. We are our kids are amazing, and we love doing things with them. So we did learn that, yeah, have them involved. I mean, it's benefiting them, and you can. And then I think people can really relate too. It's like, oh, okay, my my child can do that too, or I can go help. So we my definitely learned involved for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely learned that disability touches everyone's life. They have a family member, they have a friend, a work colleague, someone um, that has a child with a disability. And so I think they know that that is really important. They wanna empower them. They wanna make our community better, make it more inclusive, support an organization like Mode uh, to help families do that. And they know that their donations um, directly impact them right here in our community. And when they see that, and they even like, I know that kiddo, mm-hmm. um, or that, oh, he's friends with my, you know, work colleagues, kiddo. So I think that kind of connection when, when we have the kids involved is really important in helping people understand that when they donate, it impacts our organization and and helps our kids, um, you know, have optimal outcomes for their future. You think about the things as like, before you have kids, you went through the school system and you're like, oh yeah, it was school, it was whatever, you know, but I don't think that you truly appreciate how, what, what an interesting life experience it is to have children going through a school system. And then if you add on top of that, having an IEP or working and understanding like, okay, how can I adjust this environment to meet my kids' needs? Then it just like adds this whole nother level of complication on top of it. And I don't think that people really appreciate that because there is just, I I think it would be the same thing when people say, oh, I'm going to start a business. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like there are a lot of pieces of that, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way starting an organization. You're like, welcome to figuring out how the government works. Yes, (laughs) definitely. definitely. So I think that you guys are doing a great job of making people more aware of that. It is, it's a challenge, you know, and there's so many pieces of the challenge, but navigating the school system is definitely, it's challenging enough in and of itself. And then add another piece on top of it. And it's got to be much needed what you guys are offering for sure. Definitely. And it's, we're hoping like what you said to raise awareness because we want to pull those parents out. I mean, because I just remember feeling so alone and I was researching IDEA and 504s and IEPs because it was just a whole new world and um, everyone kind of speaks a different language. And so it was just kind of like what you said, shining a light on it, just getting that education piece out there where it's not as, um, you know, we have to hide or anything. So it was, it's been, I've met a lot of great people and I hope to meet more. (laughs) So any final advice that you want to give somebody if they're like 
because I mean, not everybody gets to do Como gifts, like only, only the cool, fun people around us. Right. <laughs> um, but there's people, um, organizations all over the world that are participating in giving Tuesday and that are running a year end giving campaign. And many of them are in the exact same place that you guys were in last year, which is, Hey, we haven't really done this before. So is there any advice that you would give to them someone sitting in, in your last year's shoes to make their this year look like your last year. <laughs> I can start. And then I'm sure Laura has some stuff on the social media side, but um, to me, it was training. So even though we had tried like, oh, we, this might work or that might work, we found out just through the training and um, you offer a lot of stuff just on your regular website also, um, where it's just, the way you word something, how to make people feel like you're not saying give me money so that I can do this. You're telling them what exactly they're actually doing because it, they're the ones doing it because they're funding it and doing the legal fund. And so it was a lot of that um, tweaking and wording that um, without having the marketing background, you know, I had no idea. And a lot of the um, planning and checklists you know, on, I would just say, go to your website and download everything because it was all very helpful to us that had no training in that and we were able to navigate through it. I guess I would say, don't be afraid. You know, don't have a fear of just jumping in because it's one of those experiences that you aren't going to know everything until you try it first. You're not going to know all the... Um, great things that could come of it. You know, don't be afraid of all the quote hard work and planning. Uh, just jump in, jump in and see. And maybe you are that organization that's contacting Monica on December 3rd. Um, but you'll learn from that. You will learn from that experience. You will have, um, you know, an idea of what is expected and if it's for you or not. And then you'll know if you can do it next year. And the only way you're going to find out is just to jump in and try it. Now, a lot of people tell me that they're like, well, I don't know. I can't do that because I just, I don't have time to make it right. I don't have time to make it perfect. Um, if somebody said that to you guys, and especially the people who are coming in at, at like on the December 3rd or heaven forbid, December 20th, and they're like, I just don't have time. I'm just not even going to do it because I, it's, I'm not going to be able to do it right. So I shouldn't do it at all. Would you, what would you tell them? I think exactly what Laura said, give it a try. Cause it, we noticed um, we get a lot of data. So we know that like most of the donations are giving Tuesday and then the end of the year. So even worst case, if you just focus on those days, um, that will be helpful. So if you, if you just need to know where to start, just start with that. And I would say that one of the great things about the Como Gives setup is that all these organizations are together on one spot. And so you will have somebody going and kind of shopping around to donate. And I found myself being one of those people. And I have to admit, I had never done this before. I had never gone to the Como Give site and donated. But because I was going every day to check where our status was, I would see all those other organizations. And I, I wonder what they're doing. And I would open it up. 
And I would say, oh, this is fascinating. Oh, this is great. Oh, and I ended up donating to 10 organizations that I had never donated to before. And I also got a lot of my Christmas shopping done, FYI. And, you know, a couple of those organizations didn't raise a lot of money. I didn't see them putting a lot out there, but just because they were tied in on that page um, with all the other organizations, people started donating. And then I noticed by the end of the campaign, they had raised a good amount of money and maybe they hadn't done a ton of social media or emails, but because they were on that page right there with all the other organizations, uh, they raised some money without a lot of effort. Yeah. I think that that's the same thing. Like people say, I'm not going to do giving Tuesday because like everybody's doing giving Tuesday. And it's like, yeah, but there's this momentum. So there's, there's that momentum, like period, like, right. And so you can capitalize on it. And I, we did get like our donor survey results back. And the, the fun thing about it is, is like, you guys jumped in, you know, you got your feet wet. You're like, we're going to try this. We're going to do our, do our very best. And you guys did a great job. And so what we find in this year's donor survey is no different. Like 64% of people who donate one year on Como Gives donate every year on Como Gives. So like if you like wrap that into a year-end giving campaign or any fundraising campaign, just realize that like over half the people that donated to you last year for your campaign will probably do it again. And the other fun thing too, which is really reflective of what you were talking about, Laura, is that 56% of our survey participants donated to a nonprofit that they had never donated to before, which is so awesome because when we started this campaign um, nine years ago, they people were like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about sending my donors to a website where there's all these other nonprofits. What if I lose them, right? And so, but what we, what, what was awesome is after the very first year, knowing that almost, like not almost, but most people donate to, I want to say it's like 1.5 nonprofits, you know? So that means that they're donating to more than one. <laughs> Some people just do one. A lot of people do multiple. And then knowing that they're meeting new nonprofits, it's it's like, yay. And so that immediate like myth was dispelled like after the very first year. And so I think that to people who are considering doing a year-end giving campaign or participating in Giving Tuesday, but they're like, I don't know if I want to do this because there's so many people out there. What if there's too much competition? Friends, I don't think it's competition. I think it's awesome and people are in the spirit of giving. So why not ask, you know, and... Like Laura said, if you, I mean, you just have to try it. <laughs> You're going to learn from it, jump right? In. Just jump, jump in. in. Yes, yeah, so and you guys jumped in and you earned over $20,000. Yay! <laughs> Which was so amazing. I mean, I I think we were celebrating when we, at first we just did the 10000 and then moved it up because we hit 10000 right after Giving Tuesday. and Yeah, we hit our goal we I think, in two days, Michelle. Is that right? Yeah, was, <laughs> and we were we worried could. about that. We, we thought, should we then, you know, move it up to 20,000? Is that too much? And then we hit it. So, yeah, it was great. Great experience. So we'll see what we stretch ourselves with this coming year. I have, I mean, I have it in, I have it budgeted, but we'll see what we put on the website. <laughs> I know that this year, John is going to tell me that it's going to be $2 million at least for this campaign. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, I think that's a given. (laughs) I like, 
the first year that we set a goal, we like we had not done it before. So I, I want to say it was like maybe the fifth year we ran the campaign. Um, but maybe it was sooner than that. But anyway, I was like, John, I think we need to set a goal. And he's like, okay. And I said, I think it needs to be this. And he was like, I think you're crazy, but we can do it anyway. And so now I'm like, I've created a monster. He's <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> like now he comes to me and he's like, this is going to be the goal, $2 million. And I'm like, oh, okay. I think of this. all the good that that has done. I, I know. Mean, we, the number of families that we've been able to support, just being able to um, get some update our websites a little bit, kind of get some of the resources together. We've been able to connect with other organizations throughout the state. And so we're kind of getting this networking and being able to be in meetings with families. It's really been very beneficial. Um, so anyone listening, please can please watch out for it because we really, that legal fund is amazing to help families. And um, so we, we would definitely appreciate support. So if they, if our listeners want to learn more about the Mode Foundation, or if they have maybe questions for you about what you do, or maybe even are like me, and I'd really like to hear more about how these ladies um, ran this amazing year in giving campaign, how can they find you? We have a website. It's moempowerfoundation.com. So it's M-O-E-M-P-O-W-E-R foundation.com. We also are on Facebook, so you can find us as Mode Foundation on there. We're on Twitter and you can just go to our website. We've got information. You can contact us through there. And um, if you want to volunteer, donate money, do whatever we are, we would love to chat with you. (laughs) We won't say no. (laughs) We always have lots of projects going on. Well, thank you so much, ladies. I I love your success from last year. It is well-deserved. You guys worked really hard and I felt your energy and your dedication from the very beginning. And so thank you so much for being such great participants and for working so hard and being such great students. (laughs) Thank you for all that you did, Monica, to support it. And it's make, you make it easy for people to walk into it. Well, yes, thank you. you definitely do. We couldn't have done it without the training and the stuff that you put together because we really had no idea, but we just followed the advice and it was really just phenomenal. Well, thank you. And you guys are going to do awesome this year. Go Como Gibbs! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay, with that, friends, we're going to wrap up. Bye, everybody. Bye. Once again, my name is Monica Pitts, and you're listening to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. Now, before I let you go, will you please review this podcast wherever you're listening? It will help us show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that this podcast will help them solve. So if you're a fan and you haven't reviewed the podcast, please leave me a review. That would be so awesome. I would love to hear your feedback. And if this was your first time, I mean, double welcome. And I hope you learned a thing or two. So leave a review so we can connect with even more awesome nonprofits just like you and help them on their journey to less stressful and more successful marketing. (laughs) 